0: Hey, hey, Firestarters, you are listening to episode 233 of the Females on Fire podcast with our guest, Sarah Jansel. I am really excited about this episode because it's a little different than what we normally talk about. Most of the time we're talking about things that apply to service providers. And today is going to be a great episode if you've wanted to lean into the product space, either with physical products or digital ones. Sarah has been nicknamed the Shopify queen. And for good reason, because after years in the corporate world, she is now a speaker, podcaster, and the CEO of Jansel and company where she and her team build brand and grow awesome websites on Shopify, Subly and Kajabi. And so in today's episode, we are talking all things, products and Shopify. We're going to talk about why a Shopify store might be for you, how to know if getting into the product space is for you, is something that you want to do, how to lean into that, how to get started and what it looks like to really bring in traffic, market a product-based business and really grow it and diversify your income. So if you've been looking to get an extra little revenue stream and you've got a product idea on your heart, this episode is for you. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey there, gorgeous. And welcome to the females on fire podcast, the place to be. If you're an audacious dreaming woman, ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley Luckadoo. And together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Are you ready for a revolution? It's time to shake up the industry a little, and girlfriend, you're gonna wanna be a part of this. The Females on Fire Conference is headed to Dallas, Texas, August 7th and 8th of 2024, and it is a conference like no other. We are so tired of stuffy business conferences or motivational speakers that don't give you any actual depth. So we're bringing together over a thousand women, a fire speaker lineup and some fun twists and surprises for two action packed days that will change your life and your business. It's time to ditch the drama and the struggle get aligned and profitable and unleash the audacious dreamer and impactful doer inside of you. And with tickets that start at only $97, we're making sure that you can get yourself in the room. So save your seat at the revolution by heading to femalesonfireconference.com and get ready for two days of business, personal, and community growth. Like you've never seen it done before. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Haley. I'm super pumped to be here. I am super pumped to have you. I know it's been kind of a long time coming, getting you on the show and I'm excited because I think this is, we're going to talk a lot about like Shopify and setting up your own shop and things like that. And I think this is something that maybe a lot of our listeners are interested in, but kind of, you know, it's one of those things that like falls to the wayside for a lot of our listeners. So I'm excited to dive into all of this. But before we get into all of that, tell them just a little bit about you and who you are and how you got into entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, for sure, oh my gosh, definitely. I would say that I, so hi everybody, I'm Sarah. (laughs) Nice to meet you. It's excited to be here. And I would say, you know, I kind of stumbled into this by accident is is what I say. And that accident turned into like a really cool market opportunity that I wanted to seize. And so I'll kind of start by saying I spent 20 years in corporate. And so banks, consulting firms, you know, tech companies, the whole nine yards trained for my VP job like an Olympian, (laughs) there's no doubt, had a whole bunch. Diplomats diplomas on the wall. So very different, Uh, you know, VP people at operations for a tech company was my last role. Very different than what I'm doing today. However, what I would say is so many of those skills that I use, that I was using to help build brand and grow companies are very applicable to what I'm doing today. And so how the Shopify thing came to play was, you know, uh, about a year into my VP role at my last company, I, I mean, I had always wanted to be an entrepreneur, always was curious about it, would kind of talk about ideas of what that could look like. And then like very quickly be like, oh you know, no, that's silly. Like, you know, (laughs) I kind of talk myself out of it, which I'm sure most of us have done at some point. And, you know, it just, you know, it kind of kept coming up, kept coming up over the years. And so at this point in the game, I was like, you know what, it's now or never like I need to try to do something. And I was on a vacation with my husband and we were somewhere tropical and I'm like big fan of the boho vibes, love fashion. And I said to him, like literally drew a line in the sand, like no pun intended. I was like, when we get home, I'm just gonna figure this out and do something. Cause I've been talking about this and I would always bring it up when we were on vacation cause we'd have the time and you know right. you got the space, <laughs> right? All the creative thoughts pop into your head. And so when I got home, I was like, okay, I'm gonna register and do an online fashion business. And that's what made sense to me. It's like, I was shopping, I'm from Canada, And I was like, we need a lot of California vibes here in Canada. Let me tell you. (laughs) So I was like, I got to figure this out, literally took it to my closet. was like, what are all the favorite labels that I'm buying from us boutiques to bring up here, you know, to do, uh, to wear what I wear. And so ended after a ton of research and stuff, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to do this. So I had a fashion boutique, it was called Sadie and Sari, and it was really fun. It was all the California vibes. And I did that for, I would say about two, two and a half years. And after a while, I was looking to scale that business. You know, it was like my first introduction to entrepreneurship. I was like, oh my God, what is this world that I don't know anything about? All these people (laughs) and these exciting ideas. I was going to events, I was speaking, like it was very different than the community I had in my, we'll call it corporate life. And I was excited about it, and so you know, I hired a coach and was looking to scale it, and was supposed to meet that coach in March of 2020. Oh no! <laughs> and we all know what happened then, and so <laughs> we, <laughs> we kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, and finally, I think it was like April or May. We, I was like, let's just do a Zoom. Like, we just don't know what's going to happen, and so I was like, I'm still excited about this. Zoom will be fine. And when we started talking about what I was looking to do. She was like, you know, I know we're going to talk about all your things. So like, definitely we will. But like, I have like three or four clients right now who are like dying and trying to figure out how to get their businesses online. You know, like they can't figure out Shopify, that's where they want to be. And like, you have all this business background and I did it all myself. Like I'd figured it out, (laughs) like wanted to learn the full entrepreneurial experience. And she was like, would you be willing to take some of them on as a client? And so it's like, yeah, I I, I guess so. Like, am I even gonna charge these people, right? So, you know, (laughs) fast forward like two or three clients in like two or three months later. And I was like, oh oh you know when you start to dabble in something and like you kind of take a few (laughs) steps forward then you land on the the other thing and you're like oh wait a minute no like this this I think was the thing so I had a very uncomfortable decision to make and decided if I didn't just decide to jump full into this, I might chicken out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> totally wrote up my resignation letter. I was like, if it doesn't work out at the time, I'll, you know, I'll figure something out. You know what I mean? Whatever else. And so I handed it in and I'll never forget my boss saying to me. I'm, he wasn't that surprised. He was just like, "We're gonna miss you." But he said, "If I was the same age as you, I would have wished I had done this." Like he's like twenty five years older than I was at the right. time, and he's like, "You know, so good for you because like this is what I wish that I had done too." So mm. I was like, "Okay, okay, cool." So, validation, yeah, <laughs> totally, yeah. So it was pretty quick and jump full in, and now I've got a cool team. And we are building, branding, growing websites, primarily on Shopify, but also on Kajabi. And I run my business on both of them now. So yeah, bunch of topsy-turvy ways to get where we are today. (laughs) Isn't
0: that always how it is though? You know, I, I know I was recently on your podcast and we, we talked about kind of the same thing of just like, sometimes you just kind of like fall into it. And I think that's the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship is it's just like, if you trust I don't want to say trust the process. Cause I know it's like yeah. so <laughs> overused, but like, honestly, like if you trust yourself to just kind of go for it and just like, see what happens and give it a shot, then I think that just always kind of leads you into the next right thing, you know, and you just kind of end yeah. up right where you're supposed to be, where all of your passion and talent and all of that just comes together and works out so beautifully. And so I love that for you, that it was just kind of like you, you took the shot on your own boutique and you saw a need there. And you're like, I Mm want to bring this, you know, to Canada and bring those fun boho vibes to Canada. And so you did that and you were having fun with it. And then because you trusted yourself, because you were having fun with it, this opportunity, you know, I don't want to say it fell in your lap because like you did the thing, you hired the coach, you had the expertise, like you did all this stuff, but The opportunity showed itself and you were like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to trust myself to do this and look at you now. And I think it's just such a testament to like entrepreneurship. Like you really do just have to like lean in and trust yourself and trust that the right opportunities are going to show up.
1: Yeah, I agree. I feel like there's this saying, um, a gentleman, I follow him because he reads tarot cards and he's like really funny and he swears, you might know Chris Corsini. (laughs) anyway he's like oh he's got something really entertaining to say but he was holding up this tarot card uh for this month and it was like a a guy basically looking over to see like ships come in and so I feel like it made me think of this when you were talking about it and so the whole point of his talk was that card meant you know here's this guy and he's like looking over the harbor and he's like looking for the ships and he's like waiting and waiting and waiting for his ships to come in like you know come on come on ships you know like they're coming I swear they're coming and what happens Then the plane lands behind you oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like opens the door and is like, Hey, like, are you coming? But you're so fixated on the ships that are coming yes. in, in front of you that you totally miss it. And the plane leaves. Right. Yes. And
0: so oh my that
1: gosh. has stuck with me because I feel like a lot of times, and I'm this way too, where it's like, Oh, we want to have everything figured out and everything has to be perfect. And like, curated and like all the things. And then instead, when you just kind of jump in and start like taking action to your point, all that stuff, it's like, then you don't miss the plane, right? Like I could have very easily missed the plane.
0: Oh my gosh. That's the best analogy I think I've ever heard for, for entrepreneurship and like trusting yourself. I love that so much. That's so good. (laughs) I love it. It's true, though. Like, you just have to, you really do have to like lean into that and just kind of trust that it's going to work out. And, you know, it, I think a lot of us do that. We're sitting around, we're waiting on the thing, and we're like, this is what I want. This is how I think it's supposed to happen. This is what it looked like for this person. Like, we get into a lot of that, like, wanting it to be perfect, but also comparing ourselves to everybody else and Mm -hmm. just thinking it needs to look a certain way. And in reality, it's like, we're just like letting opportunities pass right behind our back because we're not paying attention. And so, you know, I, I just think it's cool that you like looked at your husband and you were like, Nope, I'm doing it. Like, let's go. I'm, I'm going head first into this thing and I've got to figure it out. And you know, my story. So, you know, I, I had a very similar experience of just like, okay, let me just dive in and do this thing. And then the opportunity falls in your lap and you're like, okay, sure. Let me just dive into this now. And then you figure out that you're so passionate about it and you just love it so much and you're good at it. And now you can, you know, really make an impact on people. And so it's just, it's so cool. I I love that about entrepreneurship. It's so cool.
1: (laughs) I know so many cool stories. I love it, right? (laughs) So many, so many, oh my gosh. Uh,
0: So let's kind of get into talking about Shopify. I know our listeners are more, uh, primary, we have a few like product-based businesses, but primarily more like service providers, you know, coaches, course creators, all of those kinds of things. But I know we have so many people that are interested in having some kind of shop, maybe for like digital products, maybe for like, Podcast merch or journals or their books or something like that. And so I think it could be so beneficial to them to hear, you know, what the possibilities are and what they could create. Um, But I know a lot of times that feels really, really overwhelming. So I kind of want to start with, like, in your experience, you know, being the expert in creating Shopify stores and all this kind of stuff, like, what. What's like step number one, like what's the most important thing that they need to think about before they decide to jump into this and really think through and plan out to decide if this is actually for them or not.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, the very first thing. I mean, I think the first thing really boils down to like, what is it that your customer wants? Mm, (laughs) So like (laughs) I feel like in entrepreneurship, that was like what was like being said in my head. And I'm like, I'm just gonna go with this because there's a lot of steps you could take. But I think what it boils down to is and I think in entrepreneurship, there's so many opportunities that it's like, oh, well, I could do this and I could do this and I could do this. And it comes back to cool and you should, (laughs) you know what I mean, if you're passionate about it, but like really though, what does the customer want? And why I say this is because, you know, I think there, there could be cool merch, there could be like cool, all kinds of things. And we work with clients who are already service providers and then they, they want to do that. And so that conversation usually stems from, okay, so like, what is the need that you're seeing? So I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, one service client that we had was dietitian and, you know, was really, you know, helping clients and sort of the gut health space and everything else. And it was like, you know, always recommending like products and services that they need, you know, to continue with them. And then it made sense that like, wait a second, I'm referring these people out for certain <laughs> products, right? Like supplements and things like that. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, maybe an affiliate or, or maybe I'm not, or like, you know, these supplements cost like a fortune and these customers are having to go get them and we stand behind them. But like, what if I could make something better? Yep. Right. And so to me, I'm like, oh, that's a clear need that like all of your customers are coming to you and you're sending them out for these things and you could actually own that. That might be a really good idea. Yeah. Right. That might be something that's really cool. Um, you know, we do have clients that have podcasts that say really cool things. So like one of our clients, it's like, you know, her high vibes podcast, and it says calm is the new cool. Yeah. Like she always says this, and I love it. It's like calm is the new cool. And so if she was like, I just want to start putting some merch together. And so we had some of her like most popular sayings that we put on really cute sweatshirts and people have been loving those. And then also she's a huge like meditation and like journaling and stuff like that. So there were custom journals that we made so people could work with. So some of the merch is kind of fun and like catchy, but then other things are like useful. So like right. if I'm telling people to go get these journals or I went to one of her women's events she hosts and she gave some of these away as a gift and like things like that, right? Or like client gifts and stuff like that. So. I guess these are two like totally different examples. But my point is, is like it's great that you have an idea, but how does that come back to the customer? Because at the end of the day, it's still going to be a business and you will need to market that and you will need to have an audience who's going to purchase it. So very much like whatever it is you're doing in your day to day right now, you have to think about it in that way, even though it's a product. And there's probably a product that will fit your consumer. It's like, you know, thinking about it in terms of like, how are, like, how's the customer going to respond to that? What would they like about it? What are some things that I could start asking now that would give me a leg up on, is this a good idea? And if it is, then I'll pursue it.
0: Mm, I love that. I love that you gave like very different examples too, though, because even though they are so different, I think like a lot of the time we do, we have so many different ideas and there's so many different things we could do. And so I love that you're bringing it back to the customer because I know, you know, as like service providers, a lot of time we can get very caught up in like, Oh, well, I'm really good at offering this service mm-hmm. and making this impact and helping these people do this thing. And so I have this idea. I want to do this product or, you know, I, I want to have this, this shop, but I don't know how to bridge the gap between those things. And I don't know how to market that. I don't know how to go into that and do it. And so it's just like, Oh, it's just easier to refer Mm -hmm. out something else, find another product and get an affiliate code for it. Right. And it's like, no, like you really, you know, that's fine too. Like if that's what you want to do and you just want to like stay in your service lane and focus on that, that's cool. But if you want to branch out like it's very very doable and very very possible but you have to bring it back to the customer and so i love that so yeah. much because it's like it's a nice reminder that it's like hey if you're good at recognizing what your customer needs over here in the service space then you can just as easily do that in the product space too you just have to like keep that at the forefront of your mind and really dig into like what do they want what do they need and how do mm-hmm. i make it fun for them but also very practical and useful
1: yeah, And the same goes the other way, I would say too, because interestingly, when I started my fashion business, I was interacting with a whole bunch of entrepreneurs, which was like pretty new yep. to me at the time and a lot of product-based entrepreneurs and some service based. And so, cause I was getting into retail stores and things like right. that, right. I started to hear about all these needs that people had. Cause a lot of them were either makers or they had different products and they were putting them in the store. And then it was like, Oh, I was starting to hear things that they were saying, I was starting to realize, like, as I started to kind of delve into not just the fashion space, but also the web space, because I did both for quite a period of time until 2022. And, you know, I was like, whoa, holy market research here. And then a lot of those people (laughs) started to to follow me on my journey, because they were like, oh, you can do this and that. And I followed your website. And like, actually, I need you to help me with this now too. So I feel like that it's very possible i don't also don't want it to discourage people who are like but i have a completely different product idea with a completely <laughs> different audience it's like cool yeah, then let's like okay start too. up a new business yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you're just like let's diversify my income streams here and i'm like super smart idea to do right um then let's think about what's going to serve your audience the best
0: yes oh my gosh yeah. for sure so let's kind of dig a little deeper into that let's say they're like okay this is a good idea I'm in, let's do this. Why Shopify? What, Mm. like, what's the benefit to them of using Shopify? How do they get started
1: with that? How do they set that up? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So Shopify is the number one platform out there, period. (laughs) If You are going to start a product business and that goes for physical and digital, and it is a one-stop shop. So if you're familiar with Kajabi, because if you're a service-based entrepreneur, you might be, but I'll, if you're not, that's okay too. Cause I'm going to describe it. Shopify and Kajabi are like all in one platforms. So, um, what I mean by that is if you are looking to sell a product, then just one part of that is your website. People think, oh, Shopify is just my website, but it's actually so much more than that. It houses your customers, like your CRM, it's your products, it's your inventory, it's your fulfillment, it's your third party baked in shipping. That makes it really simple. It is your website. And that is one of what we call one sales channel. So in Shopify language, you're going to drop some acronyms on you today. (laughs) Um, sales channels are like places where we distribute our products through and your website is one of many. And so when I chose Shopify and why I still love the platform and stand behind it, aside from ease and functionality and the fact that even though it's the best platform out there, it's actually comparable or cheaper than most platforms, which is interesting. Right. Um, so very competitive, but I could sell my products. my website. I could set up a Facebook and an Instagram shop and connect those to Shopify. When people ordered the order would come through Shopify and I could send it out. In fact, that's where the majority of my business came from, right? On any given week, I could check stats and it would be like 93% of your people came through Instagram this week. And I'd be like, amazing. Right? So I'm going to show up. There more. more TikTok, Snapchat, right? Um, In the U S you have so many options. Like you could wholesale if you're making products or say you have the supplement business or things like that you can wholesale them through fair or there's actually a Shopify private network where you can sell your products to other shopify members who want to be a reseller of your things so the endless yeah like there's so many opportunities they have a really cool app ecosystem so what i mean by that is like if you want people to book uh, you know buy your product and then book a meeting with you we can hook up your calendar if you i don't know want all kinds of crazy spin wheels to do discounts we can do that even marketing (laughs) we can do that like it's just it's endless and so I always say, if you can dream it, we can probably build it for you. But <laughs> aside from the fact that there's like all these things, because people might be like, "Whoa!" But I just want to start <laughs> like this one thing. I just need the one like, thing, Sarah. Just <laughs> the one thing, you know. But I'm like, cool. But just remember, you know, how much effort and time it takes to go into just starting with that one thing, wow. and think about where you are now, and probably where your business might be, you know, kind of a week later, a month later, a couple years later. Like, you want to actually start somewhere where it. can. Can be as simple as just that one thing, but can also grow to be something that much more. So it's secure. It's hosted in the cloud. Like it just it does all the things, right? Like it's, it's like the all the good things. Up car. <laughs> it's the souped-up car.
0: Yeah, I, lo- I love it though because I think a lot of times, you know, kind of coming full circle to what we were just talking about, it's like as entrepreneurs we do tend to dive in head first mm-hmm. and we're just like, I just want to get started. Let's just go. Like let's just jump, jump in. I'll figure it out on the way. It's fine. Yeah. And a lot of the time, and you see this, like, especially if you're in like a lot of Facebook groups, because this is where people tend to ask about these things. It's like, you see people that they did. They just jumped in head first. They figured it out on the way, but now they're hitting this wall where it's like, okay, the thing that I started building this on the platform that I was using, the tool that I was using, the way that I set this up, like whatever it is, Mm -hmm. I'm now limited in where I can go with this. I've now, you know, I've grown this, I've done the thing. I'm proud of myself for it, but I'm, I'm hitting this wall where I can't move forward in this way or with this thing. And so I'm glad that you mentioned that because it's like, yeah, if you're on like baby step number one with this Shopify is great. If you are somewhere in that messy middle and you're like, oh, I have a lot of ideas. I want to implement Shopify is great. If you're a little more advanced and you're ready to scale it and you want to expand and do all the things Shopify is great. It's like, it really meets you at every level. And I think that's, that's the good thing about it. Right. It's just like, there is so much potential to grow so much potential to expand. And so even if you're sitting there like, Oh, I just have this, like one product that I want to try to sell. And I don't know how it's going to go. It's like, yeah, but look, like it just kind of, it's like a mirror that shows you the potential of what's possible. Right. And so it's just like, yeah like you may start here but look what you would be able to do if you set up on shopify like if it goes well in the future look what's possible here so i think that's a really cool thing
1: yeah and the other thing i would say too and i'm going to keep coming back to the customer cuz i feel like Can't leave them out there, right? Most important part. (laughs) Right? Like that experience that consumers expect now is like ease and simplicity and communication and like easy payment processing and like all the things. And so, you know, you also want to be thinking about it with that hat on to be like, okay, a, you would be very hard pressed to go out and shop at most stores, big box or otherwise, that are not on Shopify because almost all of them are. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, you know, majority are. And so people just expect that experience. Like, look at what Amazon did to shipping. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean, it's like, Seriously. you know, there's just, yeah, it's like a new bar got set. You know what I mean? And not to say that you have to follow that, but then you have to think about, okay, well, if I, if I do, or don't follow that, like what experience do I want to create for people? And that ease and simplicity, because the most important thing is not only catering to them, but knowing that it's going to be easy for them to pull on your stuff. So they're more apt to purchase. If we make it hard, it's not going to happen.
0: For sure. Yeah. So you mentioned that everyone is on Shopify. So let's kind of dive into that side of it. Cause you know, I love marketing. So let's get into like, how do they make it stand out? Like what, what do they need to do to really thrive on this platform? And obviously like they need to know the customer. Obviously there's some level of marketing skill mm-hmm. that you need to have, but what does that look like for a Shopify store for, for products when somebody's maybe really used to just like selling themselves, their services, what they have to offer. What's the kind of difference there? Can you distinguish a little bit between the two and just talk about the marketing side?
1: Yeah, I feel like there's so many differences but so many similarities at the same time. So I have a freebie, um, it's called Three Things Every Awesome Website Needs, basically, and so (laughs) the whole principle of it is like not even really about the tool. (laughs) (laughs) Like you will hear me say, You need to come up with the strategy and what's going to work for you and just let the tech power it, right? And I think people think about it the other way around. They spend a lot of time on that. And I'm like, trust me, there's tech out there to power just about anything you want to do these (laughs) days. But you got to kind of nail down what is it that you want to do right? And so, you know, understanding the ideal customer, like that was step one, right? Like I was like, who's the ideal customer? Who's going to buy it? Why are they going to buy it? Why do you think they need it? You know, so again, if we, I don't know, we use my like cat tarot card, this is saying a lot about me. I don't even have tarot card (laughs) deck, just so you know, but it's kind of funny. I obviously have like a thing, Um, you know, this cat and coffee tarot card phone case that I have, right? Like who's the consumer that wants to buy that, right? And why do they want to buy that? And how is it going to make their life better? And, you know, what transformation is it going to provide? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like all of those things. And so those are the same key things that you have to be thinking about with your service, right? It's like, okay, so what am I offering? What is this program going to do or whatever the service is, right? Um, Or for us even done for you services, what does it need to look like? What does it got to include, you know, and all those things. So I think those things are really important. And just understanding the customer state. And then I think, and oftentimes when people are, they just launch something out there and it's not successful, it's because they've forgotten like some of these Mm, things. Yeah. Um, Right. Um, The second thing they need to do is really think about the branding of it. Right. So is it going to be your brand or is it going to have its own brand? And like, you know, how is that going to look and sound? Is it, you know, the cat tarot card case isn't going to be a serious Shopify thing. You know, <laughs> it's going to be pink very and professional, fun. <laughs> right? Um, the consumer that buys that might not care about trust and technology, right, as much. Or maybe they do. I don't know. It's going on their phone case, <laughs> but <laughs> right? Or their phone. Um, But, uh, you know, just really thinking about, you know, what are the those things that someone should think about with the branding, right? Yeah. So cuz that's what's going to grab people. Like if you think about some of your favorite websites that you like to go to or even if you don't can't come to have any come to mind today, like go drop on a couple of your favorite brands, their Insta pages, their websites, whatever. And you'll start to notice that you might actually have, you know, something that kind of pulls you in about them, right? So maybe they have a really cool logo, or maybe it's the fact that the tone of things they say and it's joking and it's fun or it's light or it's casual or like whatever the thing is. So thinking about how you want to serve that up as a thing, even if it's one product, right? How are you going to brand that, right? So no different than how would you ban- brand your product or your program or your course or your podcast or all the like, You've had to put thought into that, right? For how sure. you wanted it to stand out. And then the last thing I would say for products is it is a little bit different. This is one of the ones that's different where you have to be Captain Obvious <laughs> That's <laughs> what I like to say. So like as obvious as you can be, We have to tell consumers, we'll use the cat phone case again. What is it? Right? Like, why is it good? What is it made of? You know, what are the uses? Are there multiple uses for this thing? Are there ways that I should use it? Like, all of the things that we think should just be obvious, (laughs) you need to write them all out. And you need to communicate them right like the size the measurements like all the things because people need to be told we're so busy, we don't really have time to think it's like we just need you to do all that thinking for us. And then, to be honest, all of that stuff I just talked about becomes content anyways later. It's just about <laughs> so, to say that gives right? you content, though, so it's kind of a win win. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So we could joke about the ship guy. Right. And like, <laughs> you know, and like all the things. So, yes. you know, yeah. So I think it's like those things are really what's going to set people apart. And then I would say the one thing that I would not recommend, <laughs> and I know I was on my soapbox about this when you were on my <laughs> podcast not that long ago is, you know, if you are going to sell a product, try not to have the mindset that like, well, I already have an audience and you know, like if I build it, they will come. Yes. And I'm like, like floating away in the corner. Cause I'm like, no, right? And it's like, maybe, maybe if you've got that loyal of an audience and they see this thing and they fall in love with it, sure you will probably have customers, but if you truly want to be successful, you do need to market this thing. You do need to treat it like it is something that I'm going to sell just like a product or a service or whatever it is that you're offering. And you need to communicate that with people. You need to breathe life into that thing. So people know about it. And they get interested in it and they want to buy it so those would be kind of my top my top tips there
0: i love it i'm really glad you mentioned like that kind of last part about just like be serious about it like i think a lot of people do this with courses too it's like oh i need to diversify my income i want to create something like this and so i'm just gonna create it and then i can throw it out there and my current audience is gonna love it they're gonna buy it up i'm gonna make more money it's gonna be great and it's like it's the same thing right like you can't just create the product, digital or physical, Mm -hmm. and throw it up on a Shopify store and be done with it and be like, oh, it'll sell itself. I've got the audience. I've got the email list. It's fine. It'll sell itself. It's an entirely different venture. And even if you're, like you said, leaning on your current branding and maybe leaning on your current audience a little bit, and it is just to diversify your income, it's not a totally different venture. It's still its own Thing And it deserves its own like time and effort and energy and respect the same way you started your, your first venture, your first business. Right. So, you yeah. know, it's just that like reminder that I think sometimes we need that, like take it seriously. Like if you're going to do it, it can be fun. It can be amazing. It can grow really fast. Like it, it's it got all the potential in the world, but also take it seriously and like sit down and really think through that plan.
1: Definitely. Yeah, definitely. We have a client who does um, garden education for kids. So fun. Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah, she was a former kindergarten teacher left, like fell in love with gardening, like then created a program, then started selling it to the schools. Now you can buy this program for your kids if you homeschool, like all these things. And so she's been doing this and she been really successful at it for a while. And then she had this idea that like, oh, like I was responsible for changing out the garden tools and like if anyone that gardens out there, even if you don't, uh, half the time they're like, you leave them outside. Or if you live in Canada, like me, they've like completely rested out over the winter <laughs> right? and so you have to replace them next year or whatever the thing is. And not only that, she was teaching gardening to kids and she was like, I want them to have real gardening tools, not those like little plastic ones that fit in like a, you know, a beach pail or something yep. like that, right? Like legit stuff so that they can like help us do the thing. And so, She started this venture with this idea that, oh, like maybe I'll just add on these gardening tools because this happens. And she decided, no, I'm actually going to make this its own business. It's going to have its own website, its own brand, its own this and that and the other thing because she was like... I'm investing in this in the future of it, because it could be a part of this thing that I have. And some of my audience will want this. But actually, I think there's this whole broader audience that I might be missing if I kind of couple it up. And so it was really interesting because in the early days, we were having conversations with her about you would think like, it's kind of like your product and service idea. Well, maybe we'll just mesh it together. But what if that thing has more life? Or what if it has bigger runway? Or what if it becomes a thing? So it's like, it's taking the time to kind of think through that and being like, how much do I want to bet on? this thing. Yes. Right. And you know, she's now gone out and has this like completely separate brand and like all these things. And like, obviously there's crossover on customers, but there's this whole new audience of people that is, that are tapping into it. So it's just like an example, but I feel like it's important to start to think about those things to your point, to think it's serious and take it serious. Cause it's, it might be successful if you just add on a thing, but like Think about the potential of that. Like if you truly want to do this and it will have legs, You want to be a female on fire, right? <laughs> then like, oh, I love it. Know, give <laughs> the thing a chance. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh my gosh. I love yeah. that so much. I think this is this has been a really good, just like eye opener, I think, for because you know, again, it's just it's one of those things where it's like we get the idea. And we go one of two ways. We either want to jump in head 1st We're not thinking anything through. We have no plan. We're just like, I'll figure it out on the way. Or we sit there and we go, oh, that sounds too hard. That sounds too complicated. And we make every excuse in the book for why not to do it. And so I love this conversation because I think it's bridged the gap of like, no, like it can be simple and, and you can do it. And it's very possible, but also like you need to have a plan and you need yeah. to take it seriously <laughs> and and not just like throw it out there and be like eh, it'll work out. Um so I love that but I I also love giving like I I want there to be real like tangible advice which we've given but also just kind of like real tangible like behind the scenes insights into what things really look like and I think a lot of times people aren't sharing those like numbers and things like that. So I'm going to ask you this and I know I'm going to preface it by saying, I know it's very, very different depending on what the product is, what the shop is, all that kind of stuff. But can you just give like a little insight into what is the overhead of this look like? Like the real behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. like you've obviously got to pay for your Shopify subscription. And then obviously depending on whatever product you're offering, there's going to be some kind of cost of creating that product. But what are like, is there anything else that like Maybe people don't think about when they first jump in and now they're like, oh, I didn't think about this, so I didn't plan for it. Now I regret it because we're talking so much about making a plan. We want to give them all the information to make that plan. So what does that look like?
1: Yeah. I would say, so your Shopify plan is going to be probably the most affordable. <laughs> I think it's like <laughs> 400 bucks for the year. And I think even it's even less than that or something like that now, or you can pay monthly. It's like 38 bucks a month or t- yeah. I think it's actually 29 Americans. So it'd be $38 for Canadians. <laughs> and so Lucky it's, it's <laughs> yeah, like it's pretty reasonable. Um, but one of the things I would say is people often kind of jump into, I'm just going to start building it because there's this template behind the scenes mm-hmm. and they just pop it in there. So it's like a lot of things are kind of easily defaulted templated popped it in there and you know you could start building on that for sure it's usually called dawn that's like the one that's the most <laughs> popular now and think about your theme as like the template so any website that you're on you usually have like a baseline. Um, And it's free, uh, which is great. And so there are a few free ones. They've gotten better. (laughs) They've definitely gotten better. Oh, the way you said that. (laughs) They've gotten better. And we have used free ones with clients where it's like totally made sense because we're just trying to kind of match something else that they have going on. And like we can control that a little bit. But I would say a lot of times people build it and then they're like, wait a minute, like it doesn't look professional. Like, I don't know why that's happening, but like, I wanted it to look like these websites, but it doesn't. And so there's the Shopify theme store and it's got like thousands of templates and it It can be quite overwhelming um, because there are a lot of paid ones in there and a lot of companies that create them. Um, But the baseline of those, you're looking at about 200 to 350, typically on average for those. And I would say, if you are looking to invest some dollars in something, by the way, that's 350 is like a one-time thing and you own it. So it's not like an ongoing cost, but it will by far, by far pay off in spades in terms of that professionalism, because the free template is like you can pop in images, you know, you can pop in text, you know, and do things, but without doing a bunch of custom code. To be honest with you it's just gonna look a little bit flatter because it's not gonna have like yeah yeah, images kind of like scrolling in nicely and like you know you hover over an image sometimes of like a product and then it changes to like the next image and like it's all those little things that our brains are so used to when we go to websites but we don't think about when we go to do this so i think that that's really important to think about it i would say if you can and you have the budget afford the theme because <laughs> it, it will, yeah. And like, also, you know, you're going to want to probably redesign that over time, right? Cause your, your brand's going to change. These things are going to change. So you want to have good bones to start with, and they will continue to upgrade that theme. You can still apply the updates and things until at such time that they come up with, I don't know, like a 3.0 version or something, which will probably be a long time from now. (laughs) So I think that's really key. The other things to think about is if you are going to do a separate brand completely from your own. If you already have a brand, great. And I'm talking about logo, colors, fonts. okay, like some of the the basics, um, which people don't often think about because when they think about a brand, they think just logo a lot of times. And so I think making sure that if you're going to invest in a separate one, that you really maybe think about hiring someone who's good at doing that. Because I will say I did try to DIY some of my like early days brands for like it was Sarah (laughs) Jansel for Jansel & Co. And this is a true story. I like went to Canva, I created a logo, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I'm not I was not a graphic designer by trade initially, right. So like, went on there, I thought it looked pretty good, got my website up all the things. And then about a year later, I had brought on a graphic designer and a brand specialist. And she was like, hey, I'm really looking for a Shopify website. And I was like, well, actually, I would really like to kind of upgrade my brand. Can we like do a bit of a trade? And I was thinking this is a great opportunity because she's new and I can kind of test her out too, right? So she put together this logo, brand colors, like the whole thing for me. We revamped the website. I published it. And like people's reactions to this was like night and day. My sales went up Oh my <laughs> like gosh. 50% over the next few months, because people oh were like, this looks gosh. so professional. I can't believe this. We had a pattern, like there were all these things. And I was like, okay, now I'm a believer of investing <laughs> in a brand, because let me tell you, to get a logo created is not crazy. <laughs> But it is a business expense that you need to think about. And oh my God, the difference. And now when I look back and I think about my previous brand and what it looks like now, what I couldn't create because my brain doesn't think that way because I'm not a branding expert is thinking about who my customer was. So she selected very specific colors, right? So mine's navy and it was all about trust right and turquoise because it was all about creativity and then like the placement of it and like the fonts that we use and like all of the psychology that you yes. want that consumers buy that I was like I had no idea <laughs> and so you know I was like wow so I I do say if you can that would be definitely another place yeah for sure
0: I love that yeah we we can't be an expert in everything as much as we want no. to. And I, a hundred percent, I've been there, the yeah. creating your own logo. And then you're like, oh, this is awesome. Like, it looks so good. <laughs> I t- my husband and I talk about this all the time. We look back at like my first website back when I was a wedding planner and I had no clue what I was doing. So I built this website and it was very purple and okay, very, very <laughs> purple and pink. And I say nothing's wrong with purple, but this was so much purple and so much pink. And it looked like, I don't know, to me now it looks like something you'd go see on like the little kid aisle in target like (laughs) for like a little girl's bedroom or something. I don't know, but it, it just, it looked so bad, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like so bad. And you know, people are always like, Oh, it probably wasn't that bad. No, it was that bad. It was, it really looked so terrible, but it got me started and it got me going and it was fine, but it was amazing. like the difference years later when I had upgraded that and really done something totally different and actually gotten real branding and a real logo and a real website, yeah. and all this stuff. And looking back, it's just like so funny now. Cause it's like, you're first of everything. You're always like, what was I thinking? Your website, your logo, your business cards, right? Like just anything you try to do yourself, the second you go get professional help, you're like, what was I thinking? Why, why yeah. did you do this <laughs> from day one? Um, but I love that because it's like, It's, it's a good way to say like, yeah, you can get started. You can totally like do this yourself. You can use the free theme. You can create your own logo, but if you really do want to be serious about it, whether you can do that right now, or you just want to like plan to do that a little bit into the future, it's like, yeah, you may want to invest in branding and really having some professional help with that. Yeah. You may want to, you know, go buy a, a Shopify template. That's gonna yeah. like really just like set your, your shop apart and do all those little things. And it's, it's like you said, it's like your brain sometimes doesn't even recognize what we recognize. You know, it's like you, you do. Cause I, I didn't even think about it until you said that, but you go to a shop and it's like, when I hover over a photo, mm-hmm. I almost just like expect it to change photos or like, enlarge itself or like you go to hover over a link, you expect it to kind of like tech, the text kind of fades a little, or it changes color. You expect it to do things like that. And you don't even realize that your brain is anticipating that, but it is. Mm -hmm. And so if it doesn't have that, not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just like, it's almost like a letdown for your brain, right? It's like you were anticipating something that isn't there. And so Um, I I love those because I think I I just think we need more conversations around this is what it really looks like to get started and this is what it's going to cost you and the time it's going to take and like all of those kinds of things. So, um, I'll ask you this this final question that I think is kind of a little bit of a setup (laughs) because because this is what you do. But what's I'm not going to say what's the benefit because I think the benefit's obvious. But how much time? can they save by hiring someone like you to come in and set this up for them? And, and what's the, what's the kind of time benefit to that? Um, you know, even though, yeah, it's a little bit more of an investment on the monetary side, you know, what's that going to look like for them? How much time is that going to save them? What's the benefit of, of coming in and working with somebody like you?
1: Yeah, so I would say, think about your website, especially in the place of online worlds, right? Like everywhere we go, I know if somebody tells me about a company, I go see if they have an Instagram and then I check out their website, yeah. right? So like, it's just in like, usually in that order too. Yep. And Same. I think people are conditioned, right? So like, we're just conditioned because that's what society, like, it's just what we do, right? Like, it's just like the accessibility is there. And so your Instagram and your website are typically the storefronts right and so they have to look good and be there in places to speak to customers when you cannot <laughs> right and i always like to use bath and body works as an example if you because most people have been to a bath and body works if you've right. ever been to one and you've physically been to their stores it's like the minute you walk in somebody greets you you know what the <laughs> deals are they hand you a basket like they suck you in and now you're buying four candles that you didn't even need right and so <laughs> it's like oh my god but it's really good marketing, right? And so, in their website, it's the same. You go on there and it's like all the pop up and like the banner you're gonna guess <laughs> is you're gonna hear, no, all the features and like applying discounts to carts, all the things. So, I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is like, you need to think about it from that standpoint and being like, this is the experience that you are providing for people. Um, and it's interesting that we've been talking about these comparisons to other things because the brain now has many, many, many online examples. <laughs> of what good and not so good is. And so you want to try to err on being the good or the great, really, yes. right? <laughs> and that's that's how you're gonna stand out. And so when you think about time, I think about when I first, so when I built my first store, and I will tell you YouTube University, <laughs> okay, like, and we're talking years ago, trying to figure it out. Like it was not only the time. I was actually late launching my spring collection by two months, oh, wow. which I yeah, which I talk about cost me five grand in like real hard dollars because I had bought in all the collection. I was all ready to go. And then I'm trying to sell this stuff in the summer. So like, don't (laughs) let that be you. But it was also the anguish, <laughs> like trying to do the thing yeah. and not knowing and just feeling like I don't know, like a fish out of water. And to be honest with you, when I look back, same as you, I'm like, oh my God. And when I think about the first iteration <laughs> of my website, it was like at the time I was like, dang, this looks so good. Yeah. now I'm like, dang, that was so bad. You we know? really hyped <laughs> ourselves
0: up back then. Yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> for sure. I was like, I'm glad I had that confidence, you know, <laughs> I kept going going. I kept going. But like, I think it's those things. And so my favorite, my all time favorite thing is actually doing redesigns. Because then you get clients who are like, I spent so much time just trying to figure out this (laughs) one thing. And in the time that you built my website, you like you did my whole website while I was trying to figure out this one thing. They appreciate it more. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like typically five or six weeks, like six, you know, depending on how custom it is um, for us to build it. But that includes like our collaboration. So like an intake call and then we'll design and then we'll come back and we'll meet and then we'll get your feedback and your input and then we'll go and we'll finish it and then we'll plan your launch date. So it's like this support every step of the way. Yeah. So like it is hard to quantify a time because I've heard clients say to me, I've been trying to build this website for a year and I'm like, ooh, right? Like, Like how much time did that wait? but not only your time, but your money, your plans, like, you know, your sleep, your stress, like all those things. I'm like, it's hard to quantify that. And it will be different for everybody. But I'm like, know that in six weeks, you could have something really good, (laughs) (laughs) like not sweat that and have it look good enough that your customers are going to want to shop it. Right. Like that matters. If you want this to be successful, that matters. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I love that. And I love
0: that you mentioned kind of the the mental load side of it too, because I think we forget about that a lot of the time. And for me, you know, like having been in entrepreneurship for a long time now, it's like, yeah, I care about if it could save me money. Yeah. I care about if it could save me time, but more so than anything else, I care if it's going to save me stress. Right. Like yeah. I'm, I'm at that point where I'm like, just save me having to sit there and figure this out and stress myself yeah. out and google my heart out right like youtube university google university oh yeah been there done (laughs) that uh bought the t-shirt don't want to go back um i i get it and it's like yeah like it it just it's one of those things where it's like if you can save yourself the stress and the time the money becomes so worth it especially and i know that's like Oh, that's kind of like a privileged thing to say, having been in entrepreneurship for a long time. And it's like, oh, but where am I going to come up with the money? It's like, yeah, but if it makes it back, you know, 10 mm-hmm. times over very quickly yeah. versus you spending a year Googling everything, trying to figure it out on your own, putting together a, let's face it, subpar brand that you'll look back on someday going, what was I thinking? And no one shows up to buy. And now you've spent even more time. Maybe a little less money, but you're not making any money. And so it's like, just like you can collapse so much time and so much energy stress and energy drain by hiring these things out. So that's why I wanted to bring that up because I'm like, I said, I just want to give people the real behind the scenes of what this stuff looks like. And I think this conversation has been such a good insight to that. So just that nice reminder that it's totally doable. You can do it, but get serious, get a plan make the investments where necessary to make it really successful and really profitable and make it worth your time.
1: Yeah. I feel like we're full circle now back to that tarot card story in the beginning where it was like, yeah, you know, you're like waiting for the website to be done. Like you're trying to figure it out the ships, right? Like nothing's going going your way. And like Janssen and co flew in and (laughs) built someone else's and took off. So it's like, don't do that. Don't let that be you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. The best conversations always come full circle, right? It's amazing.
0: (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you for this. This was so good. Um, We always close out with our rapid fire round, which is just some like fun questions that I think are a cool little insight into you and who you are, but also some fun recommendations for our listeners. So are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. (laughs) So what is one thing that you do every single day that makes you feel alive and on fire?
1: Oh, okay. I have to move my body every day. <laughs> so it. whether it's a walk in the morning or yoga at night, I am crusty Sarah, if I don't. And like, <laughs> it is like one of those things that it used to be the first thing that I would put off. But like, even if it's something small, I'm like, I just need to do, I'm such a better person. <laughs> There's too many things going on upstairs in my mind.
0: <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. This is so funny. What is the last book or podcast that you loved?
1: Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So one of my clients is Binu Dinza. And this morning, oh my God, is this gonna make me sound like an angry person? <laughs> she had this like amazing podcast about how anger is a choice. <laughs> but what I love to do. Let's be like... real. We all need it. We all need it. <laughs> I know it was one of those days and it was like she had this really great email she sent out. Um, and it was about like how Tony Robbins taught her how like you can snap out of any mood in 90 seconds. Yeah. And I was like, I have to tune into this now. I was like totally So good. I even shared. It on my Instagram stories today, and plus I just want to celebrate her because she's a client, but oh, wow. um, yeah, totally got sucked in. I was like, Teach me how to shift the ways.
0: <laughs> we all need it, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. It doesn't make you sound angry. You're human. Yeah, we're all I'm human. usually not,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
0: seems kind and of like say, I've never seen you angry. You always seem like a very happy person, so yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> a lot it. of
0: preventative measures we're talking about here, right? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: <laughs> if you had. to go invest in your business right now, wherever you wanted, where would you put it? How would you spend it?
1: $10,000. So I have had this like idea about a client concierge that mm-hmm. could, mm-hmm, yeah, replace some, this sounds crazy, replace some of the client things that I am doing. Mm. And the reason for that is so that I can actually spend more time being proactive about things clients need. Yeah. So I feel like that would really fund that and be kind of cool. So they've got like attention all the time, but then there's also somebody that's taking a bird's eye view on what they're doing, which wow. can be hard to do those two things at the same time.
0: Oh, I love that. That's such a good answer. (laughs) I love
1: it. It's on my Um, mind on those walks,
0: (laughs) I love it. Um, so obviously females on fire were very big on just celebrating other women. I know you just kind of did that when you shouted out the podcast, but, um, who is one other woman that you would love to give a shout out to, and you just want everybody to go follow them.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So first of all, you, but I know everyone's already here. (laughs) (laughs) So like kind of case in point, um, I would say one of my biggest supporters, I feel like since my entrepreneurial journey has been kicked off is Christina Bartold from the social snippet. I love it. I would be remiss if I didn't give this woman the biggest shout out. She is one of the best community builders I have ever met. She will always say your name in a room or a sea of other women and she will celebrate and support all of you. So if you're not following her, run, don't walk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely adore her. She's been a speaker at many of our virtual events. So um, yeah, such a community builder, such an amazing human, like Oh, just, yes. <laughs> she's one of those people that like just walks in a room and you just smile and she like lights yes. up the room, you know? So, um, Christina, we love you very much. Uh, final rapid fire question. This one's tough. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever been given?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. So I feel like, <laughs> so, and this, like it came to me right away because, okay. Back oh. in my corporate days, I got my first HR job. And I knew nothing like I had gone and taken this in school. I had been working in business, but it was like one of those things where I was like, I'm so ready for this job. And then I got into it and I was like, I literally am a newborn. Like I know nothing, right? And so, yeah. And so I think I was like, my confidence was a little bit shook. Yeah. And so I'll never forget this. Mike McLean, who was my boss, who hired me into my first HR job, love that guy (laughs) for taking a chance on me, but he, he could see it. And I know he could like, he could almost mm. like smell the fear, you know, <laughs> I smell it. And he sat me down in the office because I had like this giant list of things that I came in to ask him. And it, I, now I reflect back on that and realize it was me like double checking that I was like doing the right things. Yeah. And so he just kind of stopped me and I put my list away after this. And he said to me, Sarah, just know this. There's no mistake that you could ever make that can't be undone. Mm. So like. no matter what happens or what decisions you make or whatever it is that you decide to do, we can always unwind it later, or we can just Mm -hmm. figure out a plan. So yeah. So he made me feel and like the pressure, it was like, like a, like a suit of armor fell off in his office and he made me feel. And so I try to remember that to this day. It's like, no matter what you do, don't worry about it because we can just come up with another plan. Yeah. Like nothing is ever that futile, but I feel like sometimes in the moment we feel like, oh gosh, (sighs) you know, I don't want to make this mistake. And so, yeah, if I can impart that wisdom on anybody, like, don't worry, we'll just figure out another plan. You'll be fine. That's beautiful.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I really love that because you're right. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And so I love yeah. that so much. That's such good
1: advice. So true. Oh, true. Even with the tech, we can fix it. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> we can fix it. We'll backtrack a little. It's fine. No big totally. Deal. No mistake is a mistake. Yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh.
0: Well, tell everybody where they can find you. What do you have going on right now? I know um, you mentioned the like worksheet earlier. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, but just give them an idea of, of where to go. Check you out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. This has been so fun, by the way. (laughs) Uh, Not that I'm surprised because I'm a big fan. Um, But uh, yeah, if you guys wanna come hang out with me, uh, I am on Instagram at Sarah Jansel or you can find us at Jansel and Co. And there's a bunch of links in my bio, including to that freebie, (laughs) uh, which is three things every awesome website needs, or you can head to Janselandco.com on the homepage or slash free download. Try to keep that super, super easy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we've been doing a lot of stuff January in particular in the new year kind of thing for 2024 will kick off and be a super busy time for us new year new website new plans for everybody so Amazing. if you're thinking about it now a good time to at least get in touch and start the conversation
0: yes oh my gosh yes and we will put all of those links in the show notes so make sure you go check that out so you can follow sarah and hire her if you are thinking of <laughs> diving into shopify and into the product space Uh, Sarah, this was just, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Such a great conversation. Like I said, just such great insights and and like behind the scenes into what this really looks like. And I think it's going to be a really great starting point, a really great touch point for those people who are wanting to dive in to offering some type of product and setting up a store, a store like that. So thank you so much just for sharing your time and your wisdom. Yeah. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes, find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.